1: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Mace, where are you?
2: Madison, Wisconsin, today.
1: Wow. How's the weather up there?
2: Uh, it's uh, actually today. It is warmer than Denver because, of course, it's basic, basically the coolest day of the fall back in Denver. Uh, today it's uh, in the upper fifties or the lower fifties here in Wisconsin, but it's going to get cold and it's going to be snowing by Sunday day up here. So, winter is coming. It's well, brisk.
1: Well, hopefully, um, your in-laws have a sled or a toboggan and you can make a weekend of it.
2: <laughs> right? I'm not ready. For, I'm not ready for doing stuff. for winter stuff just yet. I- but I like to keep enjoying this fall. Look, in Colorado, it's the best fall that we've had, gosh, in in my memory.
1: Tremendous. I'm Since playing am, I'm playing 36 holes this weekend. I can't wait.
2: You know, I keep asking you every weekend, are you playing golf this weekend? No. And finally, the answer is yes.
1: No, we played two weeks ago. We didn't play last yeah. weekend because we went hiking instead. Uh, but we're playing 36, playing Fossil Trace on Saturday and Omni Interlocking on Sunday with our friend Ray. So that's what nice. we do. Yeah. All right. Nice. With
0: with that, time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk.
1: All right, CBS Sports gave its predictions for the AFC playoffs. Broncos not in the mix for winning the division or winning a wild card, according to CBS Sports. With that, here is a list of the playoff chances for all of the other AFC teams that CBS Sports believes will not make the playoffs. Now, the percentage I give you is their percentage in terms of making the playoffs. They give the Colts a 49% chance to make the playoffs, although they don't have them in the playoffs. Bengals, 33%. Raiders, 29%. Browns, 26%. Broncos, 22%. And then it drops all the way down to the Dolphins at 1%, and the Jaguars, Jets, and Texans are tied at 0 so the dregs of society according to CBS Sports the dolphins the jags the jets and the texans but right next to them are the broncos do you think the broncos playoff chances are really this bad
2: about 1 out of 5 actually that's i've seen that on a couple of other sites that uh, measure that have mathematical measurements of postseason probabilities as well i mean basically look i mean you look at those other teams dolphins one percent jaguars zero jets zero texans zero and so the broncos are well above them in terms of percentage because it's 21.6 but given all but given all the team
1: i'm talking about the teams that have percentages mace i'm talking about the colts the Bengals, the raiders the browns and the broncos the broncos are the caboose and then you have the dolphins which is no chance
2: yeah, but I mean, there, there's a big difference between them and the Broncos. Like that's actually where the big drop off is, is behind the Broncos. But the thing that kills that kills the Broncos is, a they've already lost games to teams that could be in the tiebreaker mix. That's Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Baltimore's probably going to win the division, but not so that's probably not in play. And uh, they've they've lost a game to the Raiders, I think. And and that's kind of and that's part of where this comes from. It's not you know how in baseball sometimes you say. Oh well, they're only they're four games back of the wild card spot, but there are four teams in between, right. and that's as much of an issue as the games back for a, a spot. And I think that that's the case here. They're just it's not that the Broncos are too far back; it's that they are like even in the AFC West, they're a game back, but they're in fourth place, so they have to leapfrog both the Raiders and the Chargers.
1: See, here's the thing, though: you can make the case the Broncos have a Big advantage. The teams that they are playing moving forward, I think five of the next seven games, are against teams they need to beat to win the division. So it's not as if they're playing a bunch of NFC teams in which they can't pick up a full game every single time.
2: It's not, but you're also measuring the chances of winning of winning enough of those games. No, I get it. And that, that's what comes into play here. I mean, in the Broncos' last seven games, there's only, I mean, you feel pretty good about their ability to beat the lions every other one i think at best is a coin flip chargers coming up after the after the bye that's a coin flip game and you, and unless you have an unbelievable run of luck winning say 5 of 6 coin flip games you're going to probably be on the outside looking in
1: when you are a team considered by it's called it CBS Sports because that's what it is. 22% chance to make the playoffs. You are controlling your own destiny, though. Yeah. And a lot of teams don't have that opportunity. When you have a team that's at 22%, they're not in position to control their own destiny. I understand what you mean by a coin flip game. But they've got everything ahead of them, meaning.
2: So do all these other teams. All these other teams have control of their fate, too.
1: No, I understand that. But so do the Broncos at 22% with the Browns being at 27%. And to to your point about the Dolphins, Jaguars, Jets, and Texans, what I'm saying is it's pretty unbelievable that the Broncos are sitting right next to the Dolphins, who are 1%. I mean, if it went, I don't know, Colts, Bengals, Broncos, Raiders, Browns, or excuse me, Colts, Bengals, Broncos, Raiders, Browns, you're thinking, okay, well... it's not going to really make that much of a difference, but when you're how do I put this? Let's say you have four tiers of teams, you know, top tier, best teams, elite teams, tier 2, tier 3, tier 4. When you are the last team in tier 3, you might as well just be the top team in tier 4.
2: See, I I completely disagree with that because I think the the I think the demarcation is after tier 3. And there's a and there's a big gap because literally you've got you know you've got the bank, Bengals, Raiders, Browns, Broncos, okay? The Broncos are closer to the Bengals. So they're closer to that spot that that's uh that's three spots ahead of them than they are to the the spot right behind them. No, it's I just, understand that. If you put them in yeah, and that's and that's and that that's what I'm I'm looking at here is is the gap between teams. I mean, the, the Bronco and, and the Broncos, if they're, you know, if they're closer to being one of those set percentage wise, they're closer to being one of those seven teams than to being the dolphins basically out of it. That tells you they're, they're on the back end of the cluster of teams. that are still in it, but they are in it. That's, that's the group they share. Uh, the reason why, for example, their per, their percentage chances aren't the same as like the Colts cuz like the Colts are sitting there they're also 5 and 5 like the Broncos and they're 49.1%. The reason why is if you look on the Colts schedule they they have They have a couple of of games against the Texans and the Jaguars that aren't coin flips. Those are games that they ought to be able to take where they ought to be able to take care of business fairly easily. And then it's a matter of picking off enough of the other games to get in the postseason.
1: You hear players say all the time following a loss and then they have like a Thursday night game. Man, we can't wait to get back on the field. Right. Can't wait to get back on the field. Mm -hmm. Um, You think this bye has come at a good time for this team, forget about the injuries, that they just need a break? Or do you think guys would say, nope, we want to get back on the field on Sunday and, you know, the best cliche out there, or one of them, we want to wipe this taste out of our mouths?
2: That was a question I asked Shelby Harris on Monday on the Zoom press conference, and I think he reflects kind of what I've gathered about uh, the sentiment of the locker room is that they need not only a physical refresh, but a mental break, a mental reset. And it really does come at a perfect time. And I think the mental break is as important as the physical break for this team. And and because they can, you know, even though you're in the locker room and you're focused on what you're doing, the players know what the sentiment is. And they know that what – what where things stand for the coaches? They know that the seat that the seat of Vic Fangio and the seats of all the coaches on the staff are are hot at this point, and so getting away for a weekend and just kind of getting out of that pressure cooker for a moment. This is actually the this is the best time. I can't. I actually can't think in terms of. In terms of an individual Broncos team and kind of where they stood in terms of injuries and just needing to hit the pause button for a moment, I can't think of a better timed bye than the bye is for this year's team.
1: You know what? We're going to talk more about that later on in the show because for as much as the players and coaches need the bye, how badly do the fans Need the buy. We'll talk about that later on in the show. Coming up after the break, I'm not trying to, you know, rehash something we've talked about over the last couple of days, but something dawned on me last night, and I want to bring this back up. The whole Teddy Bridgewater situation did make the effort to make a tackle on the fumble return for a touchdown. Did anybody check out what happened in the Buccaneers-Washington game last Sunday, where Tom Brady threw an interception, and he literally did not move his feet Literally, all he did was he put his hands on his knees and he bent over while the play was going on. Where's the outrage at Tom Brady? We'll talk about that next.
0: Drive with Goodman and Mason. Presented by Silter Harmazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Harmazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Andrew.
1: Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MyliceSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed at Mason Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my friend Heather Taylor and her team at Impact Commercial Real Estate. She has a nine-person team. They have over 50 years of experience. And when you are... You know, looking for real estate, whether it's buying, leasing or selling, you know, location is important. You need to work with people who are terrific at what they do and not just somebody who does it the cookie cutter way. You know, one size fits all, you know, a realtor saying basically, well, the way I always do things, if it doesn't work, then I guess it's just not going to work. And then they walk away. You want to work with people who think out of the box. They are creative. They have dynamic real estate services. And that's what you get from impact commercial real estate. And that's why their brokers are. Usually, not usually, always ranked in the top 10 in the Denver metro area. So if it's buying, selling, or leasing, go with the team that works for you. Impact Commercial Real Estate. You can find them at impactcommercial.co.
0: Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have nearly 155 star reviews? No one has better service and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com.
1: I want to revisit the Teddy Bridgewater situation. You and I saw eye to eye on some things, but not totally eye to eye on everything. I don't need to explain what happened with Teddy Bridgewater, but I do want to let you know in case you don't know uh when the Buccaneers lost to Washington Brady threw a couple of interceptions talking about Tom Brady on the second one he literally did not even move his feet to try and make the tackle instead he put his hands on his knees bowed down and just felt sorry for himself that's exactly what he did I mean he literally did not move his feet why isn't anybody criticizing Tom Brady? And I think I know the answer, but if I were you, I wouldn't say that answer.
2: Well, then I want to know your answer because I'm no, not I don't have no, I, don't, ha- I don't have an answer.
1: What's your answer? That's no. why I asked you.
2: I mean, well, what's your answer? What, what do you what do you think my answer is?
1: I don't want to guess. What's your answer?
2: No. What What do you mace, think my we answer mace, is? Mace, we can spend the next fifteen
1: minutes it. going back and forth. My answer is well,
2: no, because he's, he's not know Tom what you, because I Tiny is not Tom
3: Brady. Do you agree with that? What Danny just said?
2: What did Danny say? Sorry. Teddy
3: Bridgewater is not Tom
2: Brady. I, my answer was going to be Tom Brady's 44 years old and he's literally one hit away from being done. Hmm.
1: I think everybody's one hit away from being done. That's not a really good answer. Give me something better than <laughs> but, that.
2: Everybody, so if, Everybody's
1: one hit away. Don't give me that.
2: Everybody is technically one hit away, but the degree of that one hit is re- reduced. The, the older you get, the more the more you the more you creep toward middle age, hmm. the more likely it is that it takes a lower threshold of collision to potentially end your career. Hmm. OK,
1: so let's uh, take Peyton Manning 2008. Nice and healthy, right? Yes. With me on that. Nice and healthy. So he already won a Super Bowl. Put him in the same position as Teddy Bridgewater on that field. Same exact position. You and I, I think, disagree on it. I don't know how we disagree on it. But what I said to you was, by looking at the tape, and I think the tape couldn't be any more conclusive, that if Bridgewater tries to make that tackle, whether he dives or steps in front of Melvin Gordon, he would get run over, and then the guy behind him, number 28, would have run over him, and there would have been like a three- or four-car pileup. I have very little doubt that was an injury waiting to happen. We can sit and go back and forth all, day. that you would say that it wouldn't, but come on, be real here. With that, what if Peyton Manning had done the same exact thing?
2: He would not have been under at the same age at the at. At uh, say age twenty nine, like Teddy Bridgewater. Yep.
1: Well, let's say he's he twenty nine. Let's say he's twenty nine. Fine. He's the same age.
2: Yeah. He he would he would not have been under the same. He a lot of criticism. Why? Because why? Because of the level of accomplishment of the player. Hmm. It's not. It's like look. Hmm. Interesting. Is it fair? No. It's no, not, no. I'm asking. I'm no. T- I'm t- asking
1: t- you. Yeah. I'm not asking. I'm not asking what okay. uh, Broncos Country thinks. I am not asking what the Court of Public Opinion thinks. I'm asking you what Andrew Mason thinks. Is that what I'm, you believe?
2: I, it's not. It's. I, it's not what I believe. Tell I mean, me what I you. Tell me
1: what you believe.
2: I would like to see at minimum attempt an attempt to be an obstruction or an attempt to shove.
1: So you would have been just as upset. With Peyton Manning at the age of 29, for you would be just as upset with Manning if he would have done the same exact thing, and you would call him out on the radio just like everybody else would.
2: Is that right? At that point, yes. I'm sorry. You, I'm sorry. Hmm. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I would have been upset. Again, I'm not asking for a ta- a form tackle. I'm not. E- I- I'm not even asking for him to be upright. I'm just saying get down and get down low and put and be an obst- and try to be an obstruction. That it's it's a lo- or shove or failing that, just ru- just try just try try to run and then. Flail and dive. I mean, you yeah, know where he was effective? on the field. No, you know that's, that's you, something.
1: You know there was Melvin Gordon running full speed between I'm, I'm, the runner watched the and video Bridgewater, right? 100
2: times. What's up? I've watched it a hundred times. I'm perfectly aware of what you're saying, and I'm sorry. I still think he should have. Got, he should have so tried. So how to beat at full speed?
1: At full speed, how is he going to obstruct? tell me. So you have Melvin Gordon right in the middle of the two of them running full speed and a guy behind him getting ready to push him over, which is what he did. How is Bridgewater going to obstruct? How?
2: He's going to have he has to just get down. He has to just get down low. Even put put yourself in the fetal position if you have to. Just get down low and try get to get down in the I, I
1: i am not Just familiar go, i am not i am not familiar down low i am not familiar with tackling and get in the fetal position in the same sentence
2: well i'm i told you i'm not asking him to tackle i'm not asking for a form down. he
1: can't obstruct there's a guy between him he melvin could, he, gordon going full speed he, how does he, he get could, in between
2: he could have. He could have gotten. He gotten in front and put his body there. That's that's what I see. You and I. You and I see this and see two different things.
1: I don't see how we see two different things. I see. Well, I see it as
2: not necessarily I you. you see, I don't see how you see this. I mean, this is one of those things where I'm honestly. I think you and I mm. look at the at the same oh, thing, gosh. come two different conclusions, and yeah. it's like. And I am like, agree to disagree. I
1: don't know what lens you're looking through, but I'll move on. With that, I'll tell you what the court of public opinion would say. And you tell me if you agree. Well, it's Peyton Manning. But you did say that too. It's Peyton Manning. And he's accomplished. Tom Brady. He's accomplished. So if Teddy Bridgewater got seriously injured, it's okay for Bridgewater to get seriously injured, but not those guys. Because that's what I'm hearing from everybody else. Because he would have. You're a crack, not you. Anybody's a crackpot to think that would not have happened. But what they're really saying is, what owners say, NFL players are a commodity. You're, re- saying
2: he you're saying it's 100% he would have been seriously hurt.
1: I'm saying it's 100% he would have been run over. 100%. I'll even go 110. I'll go, this is spinal tap. Mine goes to 11. If he would have stepped in front of Melvin Gordon running full speed to try and make a tackle, he would have been run over. There is absolutely zero debate on that.
2: Run over doesn't mean you get run over doesn't mean you're going to you're going to get injured. Did you would see I, Did, I,
1: you, did you see what happened to Melvin Gordon when he got pushed? Now picture Teddy on the bottom of that pile.
2: Yeah, uh, I might he have, might might he have been sore? Yes, I don't know for certain that he would have gotten injured.
1: You know, he's kind of dealing with what a quad injury, a concussion from this season, a, a foot injury. He's kind of frail as is right now.
2: Which is well? If he's dealing with these injuries, why is he out there?
1: I don't know. Why don't you ask Vic Fangio? We,
2: that's look. That's look. That, it's clear that they don't want Drew Lock out there. But like I wrote last month, if before the Cleveland game, if Bridgewater is this banged up, you should be playing. And you kept saying these two quarterbacks were close.
1: I just, wasn't saying that. That's what Vic no, was saying.
2: I, not you. I'm saying Vic Fangio and Pat Shermer were. What I kept saying that then. They should, have, they should have been willing to say, okay, Teddy, rest up and get back to maybe not 100% because you don't reach 100% in, at this point in NFL season, but as close to optimal as possible.
1: Bridgewater okay, was healthy enough to play in that game, unlike the Browns game. I think you and I absolutely agree on that. My point is he's still de- uh, dealing with nagging injuries. I think my biggest problem with people who are going after Bridgewater is this, when they talk about something with Manning or with Brady. It's okay for Bridgewater to get hurt because he's expendable, because he's not going to be our quarterback next year anyway. And quite frankly, he's not that good. That's what Broncos country thinks. doesn't really matter if he gets hurt. Why, why would it matter? Broncos,
2: Broncos country also thinks in terms of, especially the older school you get, they think in terms of Craig Morton, being in the hospital all week and going, and going out on one leg and playing—they think of John Elway, you know, and in the, in, in the helicopter run at uh, you know at age 37 in Super Bowl 32. I mean, that's that's the what that's it is there. is
1: what it is is this: when you look at somebody more valuable, you treat them differently. That is human nature. But when you're talking about somebody's health, it's pathetic, and there's such a lack of empathy that this guy's health is irrelevant to me because he can't win for me yet the other guy i don't want him to get involved in that tackle because i want him to play so i can win money on a bet and my team can win It's a lack of humanity is what it is that we pick and choose who's worth saving and who's not worth saving. Manning and Brady, they shouldn't go go after the guy with the ball because they're worth saving. But Teddy Bridgewater, eh, he's a commodity. He's kind of worthless to us anyway. He's a dime a dozen. He's nothing more than a jag, just another guy. So if he gets injured, next man up. But we don't want to lose the guy that's valuable, yet they're both human beings. And that's what we fail to realize. They are people. They are not football players. They are people. And we don't look at football players as people. We look at them as commodities and our entertainment. And if they get injured, so be it. Next no crap man there,
2: no crap Next people. man up. That's no what it is. There. Okay, I mean, that's, I mean. And it's pathetic. They, it really yes, is. Yes, they ahead. are, but there are peop- also people who play, who are playing a collision sport.
1: I understand that.
2: Of their own volition. Well, well
1: okay, so so was Tom Brady. Yeah. Tom, Tom Brady should have moved his feet. He should have been criticized just as much, too. And please don't give me that he's 44 argument. He it's a nice try. It's a nice effort, get, but come on.
2: He won't. He won't. He won't get criticized. And unfortunately, unfortunately look, none. He of would this, get criticized at thirty-five. So don't yeah, bring up the forty-four. None of, none of this is completely fair, but we you do know that the amount of you know that the amount of slack given to somebody who has been the starting quarterback as for a Super Bowl champion who has been an All-Pro is going to get more slack than. Than somebody who does not have that level of individual and team wide accomplishment. I get
1: that. Let me ask you in
2: every in everything, not just. I I agree. So let
1: me ask you a question. Let's say you're working for the Denver Post for the sake of argument, and you are sitting next to a guy who's won three Pulitzer prizes, and the guy on the other side of you just started. In the newspaper business, you're treating those guys the same or maybe a little bit differently because the guy who has won Pulitzer Prizes has a lot of accomplishments.
2: Like how in terms of treating in what way? Just being being nice and cordial.
1: Treating one with more respect than the other. Because this guy has Pulitzer Prizes and this kid just graduated college.
2: Are they on my same level? Like I'm not, One's not a boss, right? Nope, you're all, you're,
1: you're all beat reporters. reporters. You're all beat reporters for the Broncos.
2: On the, same, on the same level, I'm treating them the same way.
1: Good, because that's the way it should be. Unfortunately, in our society, we, we, we pick and choose who we should treat well and who we shouldn't treat well. And that's sad, and that's what we're seeing in football. That it's okay it's it's okay I, if Tom yeah. Brady and Peyton Manning don't make the effort because they have rings. But we don't care about the other guy's health because, well, he's expendable. He hasn't proven anything. That's sad.
2: I don't think it's a matter of not caring about the, the health. I think it's a matter of saying. I, I think it's a matter of looking uh, of looking at a player's attributes. It's also another thing with Teddy bracewater is, you know, he is I, I think another reason, and this is just kind of for me watching it, given <laughs> The tenacity that he's shown just to get back in the NFL. Yep, I agree. Honestly, he's tough. I was, I was surprised at at that moment. I, I was actually shocked. One more thing. When I, one more thing. It before, never never occurred ahead. to me when I was watching him run down the field that he would pull up.
1: Never one, occurred to me that he. One would. One more thing before
2: we hit a break.
1: Hypothetically, he got a four. Hit, he suffers a four game injury. Would you go back and say he shouldn't have? May, try to make that tackle.
2: No, I'd I'd still applaud the effort.
1: You applaud the effort. I'd say,
2: so, I'd say I, I I'd say he was I, like he was he, he was. Try- I know you would applaud he got, the effort, but he got, he got hurt, hurt trying trying to help his team okay I mean it's like you know, so you're okay with your
1: so so knowing that you'd but, probably really have no chance to make the playoffs with drew Locke, and at least there's a chance with Bridgewater you're okay with him missing four games in I order mean, to make a tackle
2: okay no you'd rather you'd rather he not be hurt no I understand that but I'm I saying but I'm, I'm not going but I'm not I'm not going I'm, that's something where I'm not going to I'm not going to speak negatively of somebody who's trying to. No, I'm
1: not. Lose. I'm not. So no, 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 no. This is not about would, speaking negatively of him trying yeah. to make a play. What I'm asking you is, if he got injured for four games and the Broncos are still in it, would it have been worth it for him to try and make that tackle and miss yet get knocked out for four games? Would it have been worth it?
2: How did they do with the backup quarterback? That would that would determine whether the backup worth
1: quarterback's it. Drew Lock. Yeah.
2: Is it worth go- it?
1: Is it worth it for Teddy to get injured for trying to make that play? Is it worth it to you?
2: It depends how the backup does.
1: It's Drew Locke. You know how the backup does.
2: Well, I mean, so we don't knows. need to maybe, keep going back and forth. I don't I, I can't I can't answer that question because I don't know what exactly happens on the other side. All
1: right, we gotta hit a break. I enjoyed the conversation, Mace.
2: Sounds like you did.
1: And I enjoyed listening to you, and I hope you listened to me. Did you listen to me? Sure.
2: I listened to you. I didn't True. come around to your way of thinking, but uh, I listened to you. Of course. Anyway,
1: all right, coming up after the break, we talked about at the top of the show, Broncos desperately needed the bye week. How badly do the fans need this bye week? Because their anger is palpable, and many are probably apathetic. That's nice.
0: Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew.
1: Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us at You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go
0: to rmfp.com.
1: Time now for What's Trending.
0: What's Trending is presented by Impact Real Estate. Impact Real Estate is creative real estate and solutions with the greatest impact. Go to impactcommercial.co.
1: Okay, Broncos on the bye week. And how much do you think Broncos country in general will miss watching the team on Sunday considering the anger is palpable and more than a few are apathetic about what is going on right now with this franchise.
2: I think Broncos Country into timeout for a week.
1: <laughs> Just stick them in a chair. You know. By the way, it's it's not it's not the <laughs> you, you don't call it timeout. By the way, I don't. don't? Uh, have you no? You don't. Have you ever have you ever put Charlotte into timeout? Yes. Okay. Have Have you done it? I don't want to say recently, but within the last four months, and could you possibly see doing it again?
2: Uh, potentially no no because now she's she too old she's in third grade so we're at the point of taking things away rather than just kind of going off and sitting on your own this is you know now she's at the point of you do something wrong right the ipad is being taken away
1: okay it, and it's good and that that's the thing about parenting right. the more you give them the more you can take away it's yes. it's a brilliant parenting and, tool. but yeah, with that and,
2: and for her, it's like the iPad is combination. oh yeah, television oh, combination yeah. game right. she plays games on it. I mean, it's basically right. it, it's basically like if when I was a kid, if my parents had taken away not only television but like the the Atari and taken and taken away you know you can't even go outside and play basketball. It's right. like all that would have been all that's what it would have been
1: How does it go over when you put Amy in timeout?
2: Let's just say I haven't tried that.
1: Right. But by the way, for all you parents out there that have young kids, I have a better way to phrase you're going into timeout because it's a more positive way to look at it. It's not called you're going into timeout. You are going into the better choices chair. It's more positive. Isn't the it?
2: Better, choices, the better choices chair. The better choices chair. Think s- about the choices that you made and make better ones. There is that go. what you're saying? Yes. Okay.
1: Sit in the chair and think about how you can make better choices.
2: So would you say that maybe a better choice for Broncos country this weekend is to watch something else? Maybe. Yes.
1: I- I'll tell you right now. Yeah. You know what you should do? You should <laughs> w- You should watch a Texans game. That way you'll feel better about the Broncos. Oh but you certainly don't want to be watching a good team. Because, I mean, hasn't that ever happened where the the team isn't very good, like, gee, I don't know, over the last five years, right? And then you watch like a Monday night game or a Sunday night game, and you're seeing Mm -hmm. the way real football is being played, and you're like, man, Broncos couldn't even compete with this.
2: Well, yeah. It doesn't make you feel
1: bad. Like, God, my team team would get wiped off the field by this.
2: On the offensive side especially, and I think that's part of it. It's like the Broncos the last five years – it's not just that they've been bad to mediocre, it's that they've been boring. Yeah. It's and that's that's the worst thing you can be. You can you can be bad, but if you've got some sizzle, if you if you've got some spark, then that makes it that that makes it palatable. And you know what, the people that argue for Drew Locke, I do kind of get that even though there were a lot of bad and boring games with Drew Locke starting last year, but at least there was sort of the you know the, there was the hope that you know, you'd have that game that second half like against the Chargers or that game that he had against Carolina or the game that they had against Houston the year before and those are those are games that are outliers over the last five years of Broncos football. I mean that and so I, on on a certain level I get I get that that hope for that you you don't really have the same hope for that with this offense right now.
1: By the way, um, you're in Madison, Wisconsin right now. I got here a little bit early, and Danny and I were talking about the show. Now, we do, just in case you missed it, in the next segment. And Danny works hard on those questions. So jokingly, I said to him, uh, we might throw in the throw-in question to this segment, which is, what are you going to do during the bye week? Is it a full day of football minus the Broncos? Is it something else? And I said, we'll probably stretch this out so we can do very little of Just In Case You Missed It, so you wasted a lot of time doing all that work. But we're not going to do that. We're going to go to break right now. So Danny has a full <laughs> slate of questions for Just In Case You Missed It. What are, what are you going to tease, Danny?
3: Well, I know that I enjoyed when the Broncos played Thursday night against the Browns because I didn't have to worry about them on Sunday. So it'll probably be a similar mm-hmm. situation for me this Sunday. But coming up on Just you In You just case- wasted
1: your own time.
3: By talking.
1: I did. Which we tried to stop talking so you could have more time. Yep. You, you talked not about the next segment. You talked about something else. And as I keep
3: talking, we're wasting more time. Coming up next on Just In Case You Missed It, 25 years ago today, a wrestling debut that launched a monster acting career. And also name changes coming to L.A. for one of the biggest Venues in sports. What does that mean for the sports world and for that venue, for that city? We'll talk about all that next, right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Don't, don't, don't show up, don't
0: come out. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew.
1: Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman, Mason. Watch us You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale loan to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word.
0: The final word are you ready? is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at McKenzieFirm.com. Just in case you missed it, Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville. Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com.
3: Just in case you missed it, November 17th, 1996, Dwayne The Rock Johnson made his WWE debut at Madison Square Garden. And after a successful wrestling career, he's gone on To become a very prolific actor in Hollywood since those 25 years ago, do you have a favorite role of Dwayne The Rock Johnson's, one of uh, his characters that you enjoyed watching him portray significantly?
1: No. Mace?
3: You there? Is Mace there? We just lost Mace. Did we just lose Mace? I liked him, uh, I liked him a lot in Ballers. Yep. Uh, that was a good show with him about kind of the the inside out of the uh, business side of sports where he's kind of in the agent uh, arena of things. Mace, are you back? That's all right. We could do this. I through. think he is, but I don't know if you heard the question. I'm,
2: tr- I'm trying to get back, yeah.
1: Okay. You know what? I thought you were going to go in another direction. Give me professional athletes who became not good actors, but great actors. Not good, but great. And I don't mean you have to win an Academy Award. I mean, I'll go way back. Johnny Weissmuller was a five-time Olympic gold medalist in swimming. He was Tarzan in the movies. Sonia Henney was a champion figure skater. During her time, like The Rock, She was considered to be arguably the highest paid actress in Hollywood of her time. Wow. But here's one that I happened to look up that I did not know. Kurt Russell was a double-A baseball player and could have possibly played in the majors, but he tore his rotator cuff. He's obviously done pretty well.
3: He has. Arnold Schwarzenegger
1: has done, obviously, very well. Chuck Connors, now that predates you. He played in the NBA and Major League Baseball and he was the star of the mo- of the show The Rifleman which was a huge television show. You got any more Mace?
3: Apparently he I think is- we're still having some technical issues with Mace. Um He has no I- words for this segment. Clearly. I guess not. I liked uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in right. Airplane. I thought he was uh, very funny in his role there as the co-pilot.
1: I'll give you another guy. You know him as an athlete in the movies? Famously in the movies, but he played football up in Canada. I believe it might have been the CFL.
3: Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed. Okay. Was a professional football player. That's awesome. Yeah, I did not know that about Carl Weathers. Okay. Well, you know now. There you go. Just in case you missed it, uh, Staples Center will become Crypto.com Arena starting Christmas Day on a 20-year, $700 million agreement. Now, in our market here in Denver, we've seen multiple changes in naming rights in recent years with the Pepsi Center becoming Ball Arena, with Invesco Field becoming Sports Authority Field, becoming Empower Field at Mile High. Staples has held the naming rights for the LA Arena since it opened in 1999 and is kind of synonymous with basketball in that city. What are some other stadiums and arenas that you'll always think of under a former name that they used? Wow, Comiskey Park, because I grew up in Chicago. I don't even know what
1: the hell they call it now, but it certainly has some sort of a corporate sponsor. Soldier Field, they never changed. Going back to that, I hope they never change Lambeau Field. Uh, But I think I I always – I still refer to it as Comiskey Park. I I do. Wrigley Field hasn't changed its name, although – Although it actually is a corporate sponsorship.
2: That was the original corporate sponsorship, wasn't it? Was Wrigley Field?
1: Mace? Mace? You're there? Hi. Hi.
2: Hi. I Hi. missed you. I know you missed me. Yeah. I had to reset my connection. But yeah, I, I think Wrigley Field was that was basically kind of the, the, the OG of stadium naming rights. Because right. Bush Stadium in St. Louis was after that, but you know the story behind that right bush stadium
1: i do but why don't you tell everybody
2: okay your story the end the the bush family as an anheuser bush brewing fame fought the cardinals and gussie bush wanted to rename sportsman's park budweiser stadium this was back in the 1950s major league baseball which actually had the approval on that said no you can't do that and so he said, okay, fine. My last name is Bush. We're going to call it Bush Stadium. And then created Bush Beer.
1: Yep. Out of, of that.
2: that. Just just so it would serve the same purpose that he intended it to. Hmm. To promote his beer.
3: Uh, Mace, since we lost you on that first question, did you have a favorite role uh, of by The Rock in one of his many Hollywood acting gigs?
2: I mean... Uh, uh, you know what? Uh, I'm not really kind of an act like an action movie kind of guy anymore. Like so, like I kind of the, the movies that The Rock has done, I haven't seen very, very many. He did I think Jumanji? One...
1: Didn't he? I think I saw oh, that he yeah. was in the Jumanji. Jumanji remake, unfortunately, so. I Jumanji saw that reboot, movie.
2: And he saw he did the uh, San Andreas one, like the disaster flick. Yeah, he's that in a lot good.
1: of he's in a lot of shoot 'em up movies or kids movies. I saw Very him in all the kids' so, movies because yeah. oh, when my kids oh, were younger, I had to.
2: I can't. You know what? I missed. This is the my favorite, is uh, Moana, when he plays Maui, and he sings the one of the all time great passive aggressive songs that parents all over the world have used since it came out. Hey, it's okay to say you're welcome. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. By the That's way, impressive. I go ahead. That's his best work. That's my I,
1: favorite. I thought of one more athlete that turned actor that might be at the top and probably should be at the top of everyone's list. I understand The Rock makes a ton of money. And Sonia Henney, during her time, made a ton of money. And everybody knows who Arnold Schwarzenegger is. Yeah. But the greatest combination, I think, in movie slash sports history of an actor-actress is Burt Reynolds who was football a football. star running back at Florida State, was going to play professional football, but instead he decided to ride down a river and squeal like a pig.
2: Well, that that was a bunch of years later. I mean, that was like 15, 16 years after he I understand that. Yes.
1: Yeah. And by the way, it was Ned Beatty that squealed. Ned
2: like Beatty squealed like a pig. Yeah. Burt Reynolds was, I mean, he was, he was there on that, but and you yeah, know the, other, the late... He, he, named Eddie, that one. And
1: here's something else. I'll, I'll check another box for Burt Reynolds. Not only was he a terrific athlete, a terrific actor, but he was also the heartthrob of his time when it came to women.
2: Yeah, he and he also... He was the
1: Farrah Fawcett
2: yeah.
1: uh, of what, for little boys, as you know, women were to Burt Reynolds.
2: And he was part owner of a football team. He was one of the owners of the Tampa Bay Bandits of the, of the USFL yep. back in the early 80s who were, by a lot of measures in terms of like attendance and finances, the most successful USFL franchise of that time. All
1: right. All right, coming up after the break, the Broncos have been looking for a quarterback since Peyton Manning retired. But did you know how many chances they have had at getting a great quarterback, but either chose not to draft the guy, didn't trade up, yada, yada, yada. Wait till you hear this list of guys. I know you know them probably individually, but when we add them all up, you're going to be thinking, how in the hell have we not had a franchise quarterback by now? That's next. But I
0: never really had a doubt Standing in the light of your halo I got my angel now